0: You know i know it's got a lot of people scared but this is the way to go you know you've got to do whatever you can do if you can have two chickens get two chickens if you can grow some vegetables on your patio or your balcony or your windowsill you got to do that because that's the only way to make sure that you're going to be okay
1: hello and welcome to the Self-Sufficient Hub podcast. I'm Carl from selfsufficienthub.com and I'm here to talk about all things self-sufficiency, all things homesteading, and about how we can reduce the gap between our consumption and our production. Sustainability and food security matters. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 339 of the Self-Sufficient Hub podcast. Podcast, I hope you're all safe and well today on the show. I'm talking to Karen Todd, Karen and her son Alex have been supporters of the show for a little while, and Karen originally came on the podcast, I think around a year ago. We did an episode, I think it was called her starting a homestead as an older adult, because Karen was relatively new to homesteading and is setting everything up from scratch. Today, we are focusing mainly around the animals that Karen has introduced over the last year or so, and we just get into it. So unfortunately the first few seconds of the recording was a bit corrupted so the introductions are missing a little bit so this is going to serve that purpose but that aside i'll hand you over to karen todd well you've been working yourself towards self-sufficiency haven't you over there so uh, why don't you introduce yourself further
0: yeah tell us a little (laughs) bit about
1: what you're up to out there
0: okay so I originally purchased four acres in the countryside. I have no previous experience with the farming at all. <laughs> Fantastic. And, and so we, we got moved up to this property. We, we built a house, and that was an experience by itself that I won't go into. You can certainly check my website and see what I went through to get the house built. But we do have a nice house on this property. It's not a big house, though. It's actually about a thousand square feet. So that's still pretty small, but it feels very big because we've got a deck that goes all the way around. Mm -hmm. And uh, and we've got a lot of room. We've got a lot of trees, pines and oaks. And so once we got up here, it was kind of like, okay, what are we doing with this? And luckily, I had done permaculture design course, so I had some ideas for what I wanted to do and where I wanted to do it. And the last time I talked to you, um, I was just trying to get my garden to go, and yeah. I didn't, ha- I didn't have any animals, and so no, I remember. <laughs> and we were talking about the animals and like when are you going to add them, and the next thing I know, knew I had two pigs. <laughs> So right. we started off with some Cooney Cooney pigs, and they're a smaller pig. Um, they're from New Zealand. They are very friendly, which is great for, for people who have no idea about pigs. You, you don't want to start with a pig that's going to be aggressive or, yeah. or whatever. Um, the size of the full-grown ones is still, um, comes up about mid-shin. So they're not huge pigs, and they're still very friendly.
1: No, a nice, comfortable size to manage.
0: Exactly. So um, they're full-grown, and then we just got, at the beginning of this year, we got a little male pig uh, who is part Berkshire, I think, and part – Pot belly, so he's a yeah. small pig too yeah and the the people that we bought him from said that if we cross his line with our cooney coonies we're going to get a meatier pig and that's what we want yeah that's basically right. are growing the pigs for meat mm-hmm. um we're using I've, I've got a great story to tell you about uh the gardening and using the pigs but uh we're using the pigs for meat and as soon as we got him here, he knew exactly what to do. <laughs> <laughs> he was hilarious. Um, you know, it's like, wow. You know, we don't, have to, we don't have to do anything with this guy. He is primed and ready to go. And the first 30 minutes, that's all he was doing. As soon as he got <laughs> introduced to our sows, luckily he has calmed down a lot since then. And, yeah. and, and the souths have, I think kind of put him in his place because they're so much bigger than he is wow
1: (laughs) so 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 that's how
0: how long ago how long ago did you introduce the boar um
1: i think it was in january okay so not too much longer then and you'll have your first set
0: of piglets well he even though he's not full grown yet so i don't know whether his activity has spawned anything or not i don't think so well, I think, he, I think
1: you might be surprised, Karen, because they, yeah, they I pigs, might be surprised. Yeah, I mean, pigs do We could get piglets time. Yeah, they do become fertile very, very young pigs, just yeah. a few weeks old. So uh, there's a really good chance, I think. And they're such a fecund animal as well. They're really, right. really good at breeding. So you will have more than enough <laughs> to, to meet your needs. Is your plan to sell some of the piglets or to raise them all as meat and sell some of the meat? What's your plan?
0: We're basically going to raise them all as meat. Yep. Yep.
1: But uh, will you be selling some of the meat or because you'll, you'll have far too much. Meat, uh, I, I think we'll imagine. probably
0: do more sharing with our yep. friends and stuff just because of the way the economy is right now. That perfect. Yeah. Um, we're, we're currently sharing eggs and I haven't even gotten to the poultry. So yeah. Yeah. So, so that so, was, the, that was the first thing was the pigs. Yep. And then, and the reason we got the pigs was because we were looking at a, nearby breeder of goats he had kiko goats from also from new zealand which are reputed to be uh, parasite resistant which is uh you know when you're a goat keeper you you don't want your goats getting sick Mm -hmm. any more than they have to and you don't want to have to use a lot of dewormers on them so uh, we were looking at the goats but he wouldn't have a goat ready until january so we kind of passed on the goats, but then we saw the pigs and the pigs were so cute <laughs> and so friendly, you know, and just like the right size. And we were like, okay, we're going to get some pigs. And then we got to work. Like as soon as we made this decision to get them, we got to work and built a shed to put mm-hmm. the pigs in and eventually put the goats in. And so we built like an eight foot by eight foot shed with a nice metal roof on it, um, To put the animals in and we already had the corral let's see did we have the corral no we didn't have the corral so we also had to get a fence so we got um i don't think we had the fence even when i talked to you uh we fenced in a 40 by 40 foot area that included our garden with the idea that okay we're gonna we're going to put the garden on one side and have the ducks with the garden. And then we're going to put the pigs and the goats on the other side. And when the, and the pigs were, you know, look, the pigs were the first ones in. And they were only about a foot long when we got them. And they were <laughs> super cute and super friendly. And we, we had a great time learning about pigs from these guys, girls, because they were just so funny. And we called them Thelma and Louise.
1: <laughs> nice.
0: Yeah. And they were just, you know, they'd follow you around and they, you know, like oink at you and you know want to be fed and want to be scratched and they were just great. Yeah. And they're still they're still great. I mean, but they're a lot bigger.
1: <laughs> yeah. More than a foot long now. More than a hot dog now.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. They're about uh, they're they're getting close on three feet long and about you know, like I said. Maybe, 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 two feet, 18 inches high, something like that. Yeah. So, yeah, they're, they're getting good size. Um, so then, the, then I talked to another lady who's local, who had goats. And we went over to see her and she said, yeah, she had some does, which we were interested in. And uh, went to see the does and they are Oberhosleys. And this is a beautiful goat. It really looks like a deer, the markings wow. of it. It's like a, a brown with black on the back, like a black edging to it, and yeah. has sort of a deer looking face, and just a beautiful goat. And I was like, oh, this is great, you know? And one of them, one of the does was a Kiko overhassley cross, because she has a Kiko. Uh, buck. And the other one was a pure overhosley. And I'm like, okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. When do you want us to get them? You know, so she wanted them to be weaned before we we got them. And so like a month or month and a half after we got the pigs, we got the goats. And then we put the goats on one half of the shed and we had the pigs on the other side of the shed. And And for the first, that was probably around August, September or so, I would say for the first two or three months, they got along fine. And then as the pigs got bigger and the goats got more mature, they started bullying each other. Thelma would jump into the goat side of the, or go into the goat side of the stall to get whatever food they weren't eating or that fell on the floor, you know, and she would basically bully the goats out of there. You'd see them both come out after she went in, you know, and it's like, okay. And then they would bully the younger, the smaller pig, Louise, you know, like she'd try to be eating her food and they'd be pushing her with, and they had horns, they have horns, They'd be pushing her around and button her and, you know, and she'd be oinking around. And <laughs> I was like, okay, <laughs> enough of this. It's time to get the pigs their own space. So we yeah. bought some electric netting and we put the pigs in the electric netting and they were happiest clams. I mean, it was perfect. We, yeah. we, we built them like a three-sided shelter so that they had a place to get in out of the rain if they wanted to. For the most part, they don't really care. You know, they're, yep. they're okay being in the rain. They're okay, you know, but when it gets cold, I think they like having some place to go or when it's really hot, it's nice to have some extra shade. The The places that we have them are in the woods, so they get plenty of shade. There's lots and lots of stuff for them to root around into. There's acorns from years of oak trees dropping acorns. So there's plenty of stuff for them to, to find in, you know, in the ground and, and they have a great time. Since we've moved them there, it's netting that we can move. So yeah. we had, we've had them in, we've had them in two other places since the first place that they dug up and, and got the acorns out of, and just, you know, I mean, basically handled all the vegetation within the space. So they really yeah. enjoy being able to do that. And the added benefit or bonus was that now the first space that they left has squash, zucchini and uh, winter squash and whatever that we fed them scraps. <laughs> and they wow. pooped it out. <laughs> and, sewed so it themselves for us. So that's that was pretty cool. Um, so then we got the goats, which are Oberhosleys. And now they have their, then they have their own space. And then uh, the next animal that we got was ducks. And we got 10 ducklings. And they actually delivered 10 ducklings through the mail to us that we had to pick up from the post office in the morning. And so we had these 10 ducklings that we had to take care of right away. And I set up a brooder in a shower stall. So they they had the space in the shower stall, lots of, you know, wood shavings and stuff in there and a light to keep them warm. And That worked for probably two weeks before they outgrew it because they grew really fast. Yeah. So the next home for them was a big cattle tub that we had. And And was that
1: uh, inside or outside?
0: It started out inside just because we weren't sure how to protect them and what kind of predators we might have or, or whatever. So we had them inside and that lasted about two weeks um, before we moved it out onto the deck and, and then we had, had them on the deck and they were getting plenty of fresh air, but it looked like they just needed more room, more exercise because they were growing really fast. So I created this area on the deck, you know, that was enclosed and protected from predators where they could, you know, like run around and splash in some water and, you know, make a mess with their food, which they do. And yeah. And in the meantime, we were busy building a duck house in the garden for them. And And what was amazing was, was we had meats as well. Yeah. Eggs and meat, eggs and meat. They're the kind of breed is called silver apple yard and it's a larger breed. That's a very good dual purpose. Mm-hmm. So we got them out to the duck house. I think probably within a month and a half, they were ready to go. I mean, they were big.
1: <laughs> yeah, they grow point. fast.
0: <laughs> so before, before the end of December, we had ducks in the duck house. And we made the mistake of putting uh, little um, like strips of wood on the ramp and two of our ducks went lame. One was, was partially lamed and the other one was pretty like wooden walk. Mm. So then I, I brought them back in the house and I'm taking care of them and creating like a little hospital area in this cattle tub and the cattle tub and the pond we both had given to us. You know, somebody had them, didn't want them. So we just got them because it seemed like that would be a good thing to get if we had it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. If you got the space. uh,
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, so I'm so glad that we did. And then I would put them in a great big tub in the shower so that they could swim every day because they needed the exercise and that way they could take the weight off of their legs and feet. And it turned out that they had a staph infection called bumblefoot. Okay. So we took them to the vet. First vet was very expensive. So that was a big mistake. Uh, and she didn't really know ducks. She was having to go on the internet and search for information. So, <laughs> and she She charged me a lot of money, so I obviously did not go back to her. And then the second one was more reasonable, but neither one of them could figure out why this one duck wouldn't walk. The the first duck that I found actually recovered completely. The second duck is still somewhat lame, but he will wing walk, like he'll use his wings to support himself, and he'll get around. Like he can get around the garden. now. He's in with the other ducks. And we just take a little bit special care of him to make sure he gets enough food and stuff because the other ducks are voracious. They, I mean, like if there is food, they're like gobbling it up. They're the funniest things to watch. And uh, we have two places in the garden for them to, to get into the water. We have a little kiddie pool and then we have a bigger pond. And they just make a mess out of both of them, and the the you know <laughs> like a big metal dish that we have water in for them, is just full of mud, you know, like within hours. You know, and we're used to them yep. being messy. Uh, we we built the duck house with a special plastic grid uh, floor that allows more moisture to drop through, and stay a little bit cleaner than it would if it was a solid floor and it's Mm -hmm. raised up off the ground so that, you know, like at some point we could actually pick the house up and get all the stuff underneath it and use it in our garden. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but in the meantime, um, and then the last animal we got was chickens and the chickens we inherited from a neighbor who moved and she, sold her property and had these chickens and the new owners were going to bring horses in there. And I think she checked with them and they didn't really want the chickens. So we said, sure, we'll take the chickens. And they have had an eight foot by eight foot coop that was very solidly built. And we had this mistaken idea that we were going to just pick this thing up, you know, with a couple (laughs) of people and put it in the back of the truck. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) No, we had to get a neighbor's help to winch it onto a trailer and had like one, two, five guys help to guide it onto this trailer. And then the, the trailer brought it over. And then my husband and the guy who had the trailer spent another three or four hours getting it off the trailer and into the right place on our property.
1: Yeah, that all sounds very familiar. The, the idea of yeah. moving these large coops seems oh, uh, a great idea at the time, doesn't it? But it's there, yeah. a lot of work.
0: It is a lot of work. So it was at least six, a six or seven hour ordeal to get this coop moved. And the run that was attached to the coop, well, the chickens had been free ranged. They did have a run, but we took it off to put it on the trailer. So they were free ranged and as soon as we opened the door to let them supposedly free range on our property, they promptly got on the access road and headed home. (laughs) 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 And so then we had to get our neighbors who had not moved yet, thank goodness, to help us round up the chickens, toss them into a a dog, you know, travel crate and bring them back home and then keep them in the coop while we quickly constructed a run so that they could get outside yeah yeah so we've had them in the run for a while and uh in the meantime my husband has built a mobile run for them so that uh, we'll be able to move them around on the property and let them find the bugs wherever which i think will help a lot
1: perfect yeah it'll also help keep the cost of feed down
0: yeah for sure so I, I found with chickens, we've moved
1: chickens several times and it, it normally, if you're lucky, it'll only take one night. But you know, two or three nights of them being in a new home and that's it, they're impregnated on them where where home is and, and Oh that really? Should, yeah, that should do the trick.
0: So you think that we could actually just let them out and they'd be I do. all right?
1: I really oh. do. Yeah. If huh. they're used to if they're used to roosting where they roost now, then, uh yeah, I don't think you'll have any trouble at all so we we've had them before, so if we it, when we lived on our larger property, of course, if we moved some hens as we would regularly from one end of the property to the other, if we just let them go, they would go straight back to where we'd moved them from, but after you know just one or two nights at the at the new place and and that's home again, you know they, they get used to huh. it very, very quickly
0: okay, well that's a very. <laughs> helpful idea um i'm not sure if we would try that or not because we can't even get into our neighbor's area because the new owner's there but certainly might be something worth trying
1: yeah yeah i mean um you know you can you can never say anything 100 percent with animals but i'm extremely confident that uh, that you know so, I mean, i'm guessing you've had them for a long you know, several weeks. yeah we've
0: had them since december
1: i'd be amazed if they tried to go anywhere else i'd be absolutely amazed yeah i'm extremely confident
0: okay great yeah Yeah, that would be wonderful because i you know like they have a big area that they could go crazy looking for bugs and
1: yeah whatever i'm certain that you'll have no trouble
0: huh OK, well, I'll have to I'll have to run that by my husband, see yeah, what he yeah. thinks and maybe use the mobile coop for the ducks because they yeah. would certainly enjoy that. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I mean, it won't go to waste one way no. or the other.
1: So is that is that the end of your kind of goals for animals or have you no, got plans no, to carry on? No, no, we just got a buckling. Oh, perfect.
0: <laughs> we just got a buckling last weekend. And we are bottle feeding this buckling. He's a month old. And so we're doing three feedings a day. Mm -hmm. Um, And he is so cute and so friendly. Yeah. And there's a picture of him on uh, on my Facebook page. And he's got curly hair. (laughs) But he's got these markings. And so we call him curly. And he's just adorable.
1: Lovely.
0: Um, Yeah. So... So now we've got, like, our foundational animals in place, I feel like. Yeah. You know, like, we can get our dairy when we finally do, you know, have him old enough to breed with them. And our the lady who sold him to us recommended that we wait until the, the girls are two years old to breed them. Mm-hmm. So that would be next summer. Um, so we've got a little ways to wait. But in the meantime, we're just, like, overloaded with eggs between – the 10 ducks and the seven chickens we've got we're getting almost a dozen eggs a day so I'm having to work hard to figure out different ways yeah. <laughs> to use eggs and then um, we bought a freeze dryer and I think I did tell you about that yeah um, and then the freeze dryers pump broke down so we're getting a new pump which should be delivered anytime now And then we'll start freeze drying eggs to keep. So I've got quiche and like cut up onions and peppers in the freezer waiting to go into the freeze dryer as soon as I've got it ready to go. And then I am also making this like egg custard pie that I can bake like four or five pans of at a time. And I'll put that in the freeze dryer. And we'll have all kinds of egg stuff freeze-dried that we can eat sometime. (laughs) Yeah, well, the the egg
1: production will drop off, won't it, in the winter? So uh, that's the time to to have those extra stores.
0: Yeah. That
1: sounds amazing.
0: So the other things that I'm really happy about is that now that I've got the egg, the animal sort of settled, you know, like even with the buckling, I wasn't sure how much additional work it was going to be. And, and he sucks the milk down so fast. It's kind of yeah. like <laughs> it takes less time to feed him than it does to heat up the bottle. Yeah. But um, we've kind of got it all down to a routine in a pretty short order, which I'm real pleased about. And I've been putting more attention on my garden and now my garden is doing great. And we added all this goat poop and you know, like, mixed with goat poop into our garden and our plants are just going crazy with the extra, you know, food that they're getting. So I've got a fig, I've got avocado growing. I've got, I just started a whole bunch of little papayas from a papaya that I got at the grocery store. So I've got two boxes of, and I I think it's like 20 or 30 papaya plants (laughs) sprouted. I've got sweet potatoes growing, you know, like I'm just going crazy with the garden and I'm having a great time.
1: Right. And, and have you got any male birds to go with the ducks and chickens or are I you t- just-
0: Well, one of the, the one that's the most lame is a male. And then I've got another male who is not lame, who has been doing his job. Hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean... We, we've and, got it we've got it pretty much taken care of like we could,
1: and, and a, a, a cock bird
0: as well a male hen uh, male chicken rather no we don't have a male chicken right
1: the, that's uh, that's one way of dealing with uh, a bit of an egg glut is uh, to put a load in a incubator isn't it <laughs> but, right. uh, but then exactly. uh, then you end up with even more eggs eventually
0: <laughs> right right <laughs> yeah I feel like we've got plenty of eggs so I'm not worried about that right now yep and you know, it's like if I get fed up with one of the ducks, well, we'll have duck for Christmas or something.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure, <laughs> for sure.
0: Certainly so, enough meat there. Yeah. For us to to do that because they're good sized ducks. So, yeah, and I just can't wait to get some fresh pork from our pigs.
1: Yeah, are you going to do any of the processing
0: yourself? Well, we have a we found a processor. Who is local, like within 20 minutes or so of where Mm -hmm. we live, who um, has invited us to come and see exactly what they do. So we'll check them out and see, you know, just how humanely they deal with the animals, because that's important to us. And then, you know, like if if they do a good job, I'm just going to let them do it. You know, like why not have somebody process 10 pigs or whatever at the same time?
1: yeah no it sounds great yeah and then the next the next issue will be freezer space
0: well that's what where the freeze dryer comes in
1: yeah because
0: with a freeze dryer you don't need any freezer space
1: no a freeze dryer is such a if you can afford it and and you're producing enough i think it's a great restaurant i'd love to get one eventually i think that might be an our well, future they, one they day.
0: do come in three sizes they come in like a small a medium and a large Uh, with you know like prices adjusted to those sizes Yeah, yeah so it's it's become a little more affordable than it was at first but it's definitely a good investment because you can do like four big trays at a time of food and and the only thing you can't freeze is butter and honey wow but you can, like, if you like lasagna, you can freeze dry lasagna. If you like yogurt, you can freeze dry that, you know, you can.
1: Yeah. No, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's like a, a cure-all for, for preserving.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and you get such a good product that's good for 20 years or so.
1: And what are you doing? Are you just vacuum sealing them. Yeah. And then shut their shelf stable. Yeah. Perfect.
0: Yeah. It's amazing. Perfect.
1: So going forward then, is it just a case of sort of uh, coming up with the right systems to manage what you've got now, animal-wise?
0: Yeah, I think that's, you know, and then, of course, having, you know, ha- when we get the babies, like like the most of the baby goats are probably going to go to freezer camp. Yeah. And then, you know, the does that we like will probably keep. You know, so who knows how much of a dairy we're going to end up with. We'll yeah. see. Um, and how much milking I'm going to end up doing and how that's going to go. Every time we add another piece, it's, a you know, it's another thing that you have to learn to yeah. be able to handle the next step. That's and, right. And,
1: and another sort of chunk of time commitment every day or every right. week or whatever it is. Yeah,
0: that's right. And I've been very lucky that I haven't had to get up earlier than six o'clock in the morning (laughs) 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 To to handle everything. I wasn't sure, adding the buckling, whether that was going to, you know, like put me at 530 or what. But luckily, I've been able to stay at six. And I've got the job that I have with my online tutoring. I've been able to I have a very flexible schedule that I can adjust if I need to. So that's good
1: ideal yeah. well, ideal it sounds like you're uh you're moving in the right direction karen and you, you're getting everything dialed in
0: yeah and i'm having fun too which is amazing and that's the main
1: thing yeah that's the main <laughs> thing you've got to be you've got to be enjoying it
0: yeah absolutely and knowing where everything is coming from and that i can actually not worry about starving no matter what happens in the economy which is completely crazy Mm -hmm. you know and the the inflation here in the united states you know i know it's got a lot of people scared but this is the way to go you know you've got to do whatever you can do if you can have two chickens get two chickens if you can grow some vegetables on your patio or your balcony or your windowsill you got to do that because that's the only way to make sure that you're going to be okay
1: yeah absolutely it's about being master of your own destiny isn't it? that's right yeah for sure i'm I'm a huge believer in that
0: I know so, <laughs> that's why I love talking to you <laughs> bless you
1: is, is there anything else you wanted to mention before we sort of start wrapping up Karen?
0: Well, I just want to acknowledge you know um the communication that you and my son Alex are having. I think it's it's fantastic and he he is. Just he raves about you to be honest. <laughs> Plus, he well, has well. learned so much from your podcasts, and it gives him because he hasn't been able to come out here. Uh, it gives him more reality on what I'm doing when he listens to what you've been doing. Yeah. So yeah. that's been great, and he's just so excited about sometime in the near future coming out here and seeing all this stuff. Yeah, and just I bet. Having a blast, so getting his hands dirty. Yeah,
1: excellent. That's excellent. Well, um, thank you ever so much, Karen. Again, you're welcome. For your time. And you're uh, welcome. why don't you let my listeners know where they can find out a bit more about you?
0: So you can you can check out all of my adventures, our adventures. My husband and I have obviously been doing this together at netzerohomestead.com. dot um, This has been going on since. <laughs> 2017 all the different things that have been happening and that we've been doing and I just updated with uh the stories of all our different animals and I'll be adding stuff soon about what's happened with them since the beginning of the year so I'm excited about doing that and I look forward to any comments or uh suggestions or or whatever that anybody has to say
1: Fantastic. Well, um, well, thank you again, Karen. And uh, we'll obviously stay in touch and yeah. good good luck with all of your breeding programs and your milking and your meat rearing. And uh, yeah, I wish you all the best.
0: Thanks. Thanks. And it's always so much fun to talk to you, Carl. Oh, thank you, Karen. <laughs> and good luck with your new place. I'm Thank so you. excited for you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, we're 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 excited
1: too. We're really we've really settled in. We're really enjoying it.
0: Great. Okay. Have a wonderful day.
1: This episode of the Self Sufficient Hub Podcast was brought to you by our patrons. You guys are awesome. If you'd like to support the show, there's lots of ways you can do it. The easiest of which is just to like and review it wherever you get our podcast. You can also tell somebody about it, whether that's on social media or just face to face with a friend who you think might benefit from it. But however you support our podcast, we really, really appreciate it. If you'd like to become a patron, please consider doing so by going to patreon.com forward slash self-sufficient hub. However you support the podcast, it's listeners like you that make all of this possible. Thank you ever so much for listening and I'll speak to you really soon.